It's the fastest two minutes in politics. Friday bonus. We start in California with the Chargers. And now go Chargers, go! Except there's nowhere to go because you can't charge your electric vehicle in the state from 7 p.m. to 11 a.m. due to rolling blackouts. Speaking of 7-Eleven, we move to Tennessee where President Biden is scratching his head wondering why gas station owners won't volunteer to lower their prices. Maybe it would help if the Titans would change their pro names, get it, back to the Oilers. Huh? What? Who? Next, we go down south for a battle at the country's line of scrimmage where we have the Texans trying to keep the Mexicota Vikings out of their backfields. Or maybe it's the Fentanyls instead of the Vicodins. We don't know. We give hugs, not drugs. Speaking of hugs, we move to New York, where we again cover the groomers. As Walter Sobchak would say, eight-year-olds, dude, eight-year-olds. And drag queens? Kids are handing off dollar bills to drag queens in New York City as they walk on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk, yeah. They shake their little tush in front of eight-year-old kids on the catwalk. And it ain't right, said Fred. But we have to put up with it or be canceled because, remember, nobody, and I mean nobody, circles the wagons like the loony left. And finally, we go back, 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 to Washington, D.C., where Joe Biden must be smoking some doobie brothers because, as Michael McDonald would say, he keeps forgetting that Jackie Walorski ain't alive anymore. <laughs> Joe and Mark, we send it back to you. Happy Friday. It's your Friday bonus edition of Thinking Logically. And there you heard the fastest two minutes again. The fastest two minutes in politics from our correspondent in Washington, D.C., Philip A. Flood. Dr. Corsi, happy Friday. What's going on? Oh, nothing, man. Just been enjoying the last couple of days watching, watching the news. It's been, it's been an experience. I, I, I'm, I've been in and out of laughing fits watching the, the gaffes between our president and vice president on <laughs> – Domestic and, and global stage the last 24 hours. Oh, yes. This podcast would be so much easier if we just talked about sports or something or gambling or something like that. But um, it wouldn't be as fun uh, if we didn't uh, have the opportunity to talk about the just absolute shit show that happens almost daily, but definitely weekly from from our politicians, from our national our national leaders. So. How about we're evently gonna... for Biden? Every event, it's evently. Every event, evently. I like that. It, it is. It is. And, and we're going to lead off with our uh, commander in chief, uh, President Brandon. So let's jump right into this. We have a lot here. We're going to talk about President Brandon, Nord Stream 2, uh, VP Kamala, uh, a little touch on Ukraine, Hurricane Ian, John Fetterman. We'll get into quick hits, and then we'll wrap it up with our disclose section. So we have a lot to talk about here as we head into the weekend, opening weekend of October. Joe, uh, speaking of Joe, you have some things on the other Joe. Let's take it away. Now, we just talked for the episode. I have not had a chance to look at any of these videos. So um, this is going to be – we're just going to unveil these as we go one by one. So go ahead. You're, you're, you're going to lose your, 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 your shit because – it, it's it's almost it's almost hard to believe. So there was a um, I believe she was a representative in the the House, um, Republican representative. Her name was Jackie Walorski. Well, she passed away in a a car accident. What was it? That was it earlier? I think August August third. It was yeah from Indiana. She was out in yes. Indiana with two so, steps. Um, and granted, I'm having trouble playing the video here. We got to get Mark from the sound department. Anyway, you could play the video. Uh, yeah. Let me. Try to pull this up. So Jackie Wolarski, while we're pulling this video up, Jackie Wolarski was tragically killed in a car accident. And 
this buffoon is waltzing around during a speech asking where she is after yep. they just played a tribute video for her. All right, here we go. I thank all of you here, from, including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. To help make this a reality. She, she, must, she must not be here. Can, she, we, get, the can we get Joe Biden to draw a clock on a piece of paper and make sure he's okay, doesn't have dementia, please, today? This is funny, but it's not. This is our commander-in-chief. This is the head of the United States military, the leader of the free world. And we keep seeing these gaps over and over and over again. What is it going to take for people to wake up and say, this is not normal? This, there's something wrong with this man. Go ahead. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know, man. How can people uh, still support him? How do people, when these polls come out, still say that they would vote for him in another election? Are we missing something here? Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. But go ahead. We have more. Um, okay, so this, how we said eventually, this is Joe Biden literally, I think it was like an hour later after this event, he's in, the, I think, the Rose Garden or somewhere. Him and Joe are standing at the podium, and he starts walking down the wrong way, which he actually did. We, we didn't play this before in another video. Um, I think this is also on, this might have been on Wednesday, but uh, when he was doing the hurricane, talking about the hurricane, he walked down the wrong aisle. But this is not the Rose Garden, and Jill has to scream at him, no, you go down this way. And he's trying to, like, grab onto her, grab onto, like, and now he's just, he's gone. He's lost. He's not following anyone. He's walking the wrong way. Now, now he sees Jill. She's waving him on. He's walking down the steps. There's, there's a Marine, it looks like. He what? You have to watch. <laughs> I have seen this video, and it, he just looks like a someone who belongs in an assisted living home. That's what he's, this looks like. He's lost. He's lost. He's um, fragile. He's frail, and he has no idea where he's going. So shortly video. after this, they did a um, press briefing with our girl, Karine Jean Pierre, and they had to ask. They had to ask. Some of the brave reporters there had to ask, what happened when Biden said, where is Jackie Walorski? So let's see. Let's see how they handled this. What happened in the Hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. So so the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. Uh, well, there's a couple more seconds here. What's happening? Is he is he seeing ghosts? Is he is it is he talking to ghosts? He, you've seen him shake people's hand. You've seen him leave the podium and and do the do the fake handshake to no one. And you've seen him do that where he just looks at no one in the crowd like he sees someone. You, you if this was Trump, the media would be asking if he's seeing ghosts. But now it's legitimate. It is legitimate. I told you a couple of days ago that the title of this episode might be I See Dead People. Yeah. Ghost Encounters with Joseph R. Biden. Where's Jackie? <laughs> Hold on. Let's finish the last like 10 seconds. Um, you know, this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up. Uh, in this, uh, at this conference, at this event, uh, was how her uh, her focus on um, wanting to. What we witnessed today was a husk of a man called the President of the United States. And okay, we have way more videos we got to get to, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move on past past this statement. But 
he's he doesn't know where he is. He has dementia. But who's really at fault here? Someone knows this and is allowing it to happen in the administration. People have to answer for this. They're they're using him as a prop. That's a great point. Our listeners should memory hold this. And before you get to the next video, I want to point out and ask our listeners, do you think, do our listeners out there think that these videos aren't being circulated in other governments across the world? Do you think Putin doesn't see this stuff? Do you think people... This is top of mind for Putin. This is top of mind. Top of mind. Iran, bad actors, Venezuela, wherever you may be, even countries that are allies to us. Do you think that they don't see these things, these videos? They do. And they have to be wondering, like, what is going on? And they probably sense weakness above all things, but go ahead. Oh, Oh, what do you think they sense after these? This questioning right here, this line of questioning, and and this is this is in the White House briefing room, guys. Come on. And then think that she's living and in the room. I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have someone top of mind, they're a top of mind, exactly that. Uh, and it is also if you put it into the context, it's not like it happened without outside of context, right? It happened at an event. Uh, where we were, um, uh, champ- we were calling out the champions, uh, congressional champions in particular of this uh, issue, this important issue. Real quick, because we got about another minute of this video. They did call out the champions, and then they played a tribute video for her. Okay, well, moving on. When it comes to food insecurity, something that this administration has led on, led uh, on uh, from the beginning of this administration, not just across the country, but, uh, but also globally. You heard him talk about food insecurity last week at the UN and uh, the investments that we have put forward uh, as as the U- as as the United States of America and helping and helping deal with that. Look. He was at an event, you all saw, you all watched, which is why you're asking the question, right, where he was calling out, again, uh, congressional leaders, uh, a bipartisan uh, leadership that we have seen on this particular issue. And uh, again, he's going to see her family in just two days. And uh, she was- But how do you think she was dead? That is, (laughs) I mean, that is, uh, that is not an unusual uh, unusual scenario there. That is so unusual, but the, watch this last comment. Not an unusual, uh, unusual scenario there. Top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anyway. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon has president, then we can have this conversation. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you can see things just started to unravel and fall apart there at, at the end. But what, what if you're in a foreign country and you're reporters? I have John Lennon top of mind. I don't know. He's I know he's dead. They played a tribute video for her. Oh, dear Lord, what is going on? This is the leader of the free world, the commander-in-chief of the United States military, for crying out loud. If this was Donald Trump, can you even imagine how savage the media would be with him? Oh, they would would rake him. They would rake him over the... They would tar and feather him for this. Tar and feather. Remember whenever he fed the fish in Japan? And he dumped it, and, and uh, Abe actually dumped it before he did, but the media didn't show that. And they said he was he overfed the fish and would kill them all. Yes. Overfeeding fish compared to asking but, where a dead congressperson is. Biden calls this, this woman. First of all, I, I get it. Like, they put out a statement when she died, but, like, Biden might have not known that. I, I understand that. But the fact that he's meeting the family in two days and still had no idea and is walk, waltzing around on stage. Shuffling around like like the eighty nine year old man with dementia that he is, going, "Where's Jackie? Where's Jackie?" It's like he should have his pants down. And honestly, in in, a, in an old people's home, a husk of a man. He should be at Friendship Ridge. <laughs> he should. He should. But we have any more on this, on these uh, Biden gaffes? Uh, let's see. It's saying the last one doesn't exist now, um, but it was just, yeah. 
they must have deleted that one. But it was her uh, same thing at the end where they were rambling on, and she said, "You're being very rude." Someone else is asking a question. I don't no, know. I saw that video. I they saw must have deleted video. the tweet. I don't feel like looking for it again. We should. She, she's normally a very bad liar, but I thought she was very, very good at lying on this one because, literally, what else would you say? What else would you even come up with? Other than she was top of mind. There's nothing else to say. You really can't apologize and say it's just a slip because they played the video to remind him right before. Yeah. I mean, what can't. Honestly, though, in that room, it was like in South Park when the townspeople were all like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> they were saying, like, this is ridiculous. It's, you know, he's never taken a cognitive test. He took a physical in November, but he's never taken a cognitive test. And we no. went over this a few episodes ago, I think. I wonder if Kareem Jean-Pierre just gets blackout drunk after some of these news, uh, these press, these briefings. She has to just chug Pepto-Bismol before every <laughs> every single briefing, just in the back, right before she comes to the door, just, mm, yep. just chugging it. Has to. Yep. Imagine how just sick of you would be having to explain explain that. They played a tribute <laughs> video for the per. I mean, that's like, like what what, how, what did he do when he was over in England with the Queen? <laughs> Elizabeth, where are you, Elizabeth? <laughs> Elizabeth, where are the corgis? Oh, God. We should probably just move on because it's it's yeah. embarrassing. Let's move on to what is, in my opinion, the biggest story uh, in the world in quite some time. The Top of mind. Top of mind. The, the demolition of Nord Stream 1 and 2 in the Baltic Sea in Northern Europe. This, as we were talking about the other day on this podcast, was a an immense moment in Europe uh, and across the world. This could be could be the 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 spark that ignites World War Three. Um, Arch the Archduke Franz Ferdinand moment. What happened on Nord Stream One and Two is legit an act of war. It's sabotage, and you have a take on this. Um, if you, but the, for our listeners, if you didn't listen last episode, if you're just listening today, Nord Stream 1 and 2, um, there was a, a seismic event that was not an earthquake, not an earthquake. They ruled that out. You can fact check that. So it had to have been some sort of explosive device. Um, I believe Nord Stream 1 and 2 are about 100 meters under the Baltic Sea, roughly 330 feet, something like that, under the sea. So, to rupture Nord Stream 1 and 2, which run very close to each other, you would have to have some sort of explosive device on the bottom of the, of the seabed to disrupt that. Now, they are, there were pictures and videos of natural gas bubbling up at the, at the surface of the Baltic Sea. Hold on, wait, Grano, I got to stop you right there. In Mar-a-Lago, they just found plans for Trump to nuke Nord Stream 2. <laughs> they got him. Of course, of course. <laughs> I don't know whether you're serious or joking. That's no, I'm, I'm, I'm completely, <laughs> jo- I'm completely joking. But <laughs> it wouldn't surprise. Mar-a-Lago. But Joe, go ahead and talk about. Uh, the, you have a video here. We have a couple takes on this. Um, Dan Bongino had some takes on this. Go ahead, Joe. Nord Stream Two. Okay, so this is the video. And it just sounds like people in a crowd screaming, whatever. Well, what this is, this is thousands of people in uh, Germany um, that are against the policy of the energy and gas prices. They're demanding an end to sanctions on Russia and the reopening of Nord Stream 2, the gas pipeline. Um, I guess there was also a demonstration in other uh, cities, but they're saying the EU media was censoring them or not covering them on purpose. So that was going on what a day there's a time difference over there less than 36 hours before this happened which is odd for the the timing and then you have this article um from the cia this is from spiegel politics and when was this from oh this is from the 27th the cia warned federal government cia warned the federal government against attack on baltic sea pipelines well go figure what did i say last episode i said from the beginning because of uh 
the tweet, it was from, uh, what was it, the Chancellor of Denmark or was it Germany? I can't remember. It said, thank you, United States, after. And then he deleted the tweet. I said, wow, I wonder if the, the CIA actually did do this or the United States actually did do this because it wouldn't be our military. It would be CIA or, or something like that or agents, you know, provocateurs, whatever you want to call them. Um <laughs> Tell me this, I'm sorry, Mark. It's just it's too suspect to me. Why would Russia damage its own pipeline? And Tucker had a couple of good takes on that too. That's what he would say. Why? Why would they damage their own pipeline when they could just shut it off? And then you have, and I don't have the videos here. I forgot to upload them. But uh, Victoria Newland and Joe Biden both were on record saying that Nord Stream will not move forward if Russia invaded Ukraine. And that was in what January February. of twenty February. February. Yeah. yeah. So that that's suspect too. And they Biden was asked, "How can you guarantee this? This this pipelines in Germany?" He goes, "We will. It will not. It will not. Uh, what what was the term he used? Finish or commence or whatever. Anyway, something like that. Yeah. Th- this is an act of war. It, this is sabotage. It, 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 if it was, that's an act of war. And what did I? What, what have we been saying since day one? We're going to get into something we shouldn't get into. Uh, what if it wasn't us and it was Ukraine? or someone using our weapons that we gave to Ukraine. There's... Right. So, oh, man. my thing is, you know, was it the United States? I think we could rule Russia out. Russia, didn't I send you something? Russia wants an emergency meeting of the UN Security Council to discuss the sabotage of Nord Stream 1 and 2. Why would Russia do this? And we're not Russia simps. Uh, but, you know, Obviously, but why would Russia bomb their own pipeline? Doesn't make any sense at all. They're accusing Russia of doing a false flag against itself. Correct. What if it was Finland? And and I I met you, yes, you. very good point. Go into that because I, I forgot to give you props. That that is a very good uh, very good war game there scenario. Yeah. Finland. I don't know if they were accepted into NATO or if they applied into NATO. Um. But they've approved. I know some parliaments have been approving Finland. Uh, okay, yeah, U.S. ambassador, Finland and Sweden in NATO by Christmas. What if, what if their admission into NATO was contingent upon the fact that they had to go and, and, and basically sabotage Nord Stream 1 and 2? This is in the Baltic Sea. This is right southeast of Scandinavia, All right, Finland, Sweden, Norway. I'm just saying. I mean, they have a complete left-wing loony prime minister who is um, all on board with the green agenda. What if that's – I'm just – we're wargaming here. What if that was the case? Wouldn't rule out the CIA or the U.S. military at all. You could also, like you said, point to Ukraine. What if Ukraine did this? What if it was the Germans? Wait. This is just on CNN right now. Um, Passports of Russians – have floated to the service near Nord Stream Pipeline where it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously kidding on that. Yeah. The, the, not to quote 9-11, of course. The, we all remember the passports that were somehow mysteriously not burned in the plane. Yeah, right. But um, there are, there's more, there's going to be more to come out on this topic. We will, no, we will never find out who did this, right? It, we just won't, all right? Whoever did this, it's probably a very tight circle that knows what happened, who did this, and why. The timing of this, like you said, incredible, right? As Europe is about to plunge into a, uh, you know, the second month of autumn here as we head into winter. Things are getting colder over there. The need for gas is going to increase day by day, week by week. So you're now going to shut off completely the gas that Europe needs to heat buildings and homes from Russia. Specifically Germany. Germany has no no choice now but to bend its knee to – it really can't bend its knee to Russia anymore. Right. I would like to know, and I don't know this, but I would like to see what our natural – liquid natural gas exports are. How much we export and where does it go? How much Europe is getting of, liquid, of our liquid natural gas? Uh, I would love to find that out. So we'll have to look. Ask the press secretary. She'll get. She'll get to you. She'll get a quick answer right for you. I'm yeah. Sure. Um. I, I don't know. I just know the woke agenda in general has to be behind this because they had all their nuclear power plants in Germany. They shut them all down. 
what was it for? Green? I don't even know. What was it for? Woke agenda stuff. I believe so. Yeah. Now, this is the what? What's happening now? Is equivalent to a Spanish conquistador burning the boats in front of the crew to show them there's no going back. Except, like I said, Mark, there's no gold that they're looking for. It's just bugs and wind power. That's that's what's that's what we are. We're going into the jungles to eat bugs and get our power through wind and solar. Correct. Even though the sun is dangerous at the same time, it can Correct. kill us all. <laughs> the European leaders are are, are literally bringing their constituents to their knees over this gas debacle. And then someone in Germany, I forget which, which foreign minister was from the Germans, said that they're in an energy war with Russia. Um, I don't think so. You're in an energy war with yourselves. Do you think a lot of the German people, because we, we'll never know, know how bad it's going to get compared to like us? Like, do, do you think they know how bad it's about to get there? I don't know. I don't know the level of propaganda that's that goes on in Germany. So, good question. They good they question. literally bur- they burn the ships in front of all the Germans when they shut the burn <laughs> the bar fence down and said, "We'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't yep. worry about anything. We'll be fine." Amazing. All right, uh, let's move on to our next topic, and that would be our wonderful. Smart, intelligent, fearless Vice President Kamala Harris. She went to, and I said this the other day, when you told me this, I thought she was going to the, I thought you said DMV. And she's actually, she actually went to the DMZ, for those of you who don't know, the demilitarized zone, 38th parallel, uh, that separates North and South Korea. And you have some great video clips, some audio bites that you want to play. Yeah, well, real quick, before I do, what did they do when she went over there? Did, did North Korea not fire another missile and do another test into the Sea of Japan? Or I, I don't know I don't know where they shot it into, but that's how they, you know, received her with, with that. Pretty much a big middle finger. We're right. Still, we're going to do a test. Just, just we know you're coming over. We're going to test the missile just out of spite. But here's her with, um, I don't know how far away she is, but she has the biggest binoculars you'll ever see. And it said, um, I'll just play the video. I mean, when that sounds very there, muffled, Joe. So, can you tell our listeners like what was she saying? Oh, so she's got the giant binoculars, and first of all, she's—I don't think she's looking in the right direction. And she's like, "Wow, it's just—it's so close." And he goes, "Yes, it's fifty meters away, man, right there," and points to his right. But it's look, she doesn't go. She does not go up to the the border. She wasn't received how Trump was received. They're they're shooting off missiles. This. This is a publicity stunt. I don't know why why she was sent there to do this. This, if anything, this just makes tensions raises tensions in the in the region. If you ask me, they fired off two test missiles, didn't they? After she left, yeah, unbelievable, uh, unreal. But here, where's let's see here, the next one. So this is okay. This is her looking at the uh. uh DMZ, and this is actually what a secure border looks like, is what I wanted to say. Um, you could see no one gets in, no one gets through. When someone does make it from North Korea to South Korea, it's on video, it's on the news, someone escaped North Korea. So this is proof that borders and walls work. So maybe she could go there and learn something. Maybe this isn't just a total failed visit. And then finally, we have our speech at the end. Who could um who could let it be a, a, a trip without her embarrassing us on the world stage, saying we are in a, an alliance with the Republic of North Korea? And I'll play the video here. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea, and 
It is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Okay, so are we? Did, did she go over there and sign a treaty with Kim Jong Un? That's big news. <laughs> or did she just? You would think like you would correct yourself, say whoops. But no, I, I guess we can ask the press secretary. But I'm sure she'll just ignore the question and move on, saying that that South Korea was top of mind. <laughs> what a gaffe! We have an alliance, a strong alliance with North Korea. I'm sorry, you are the vice president. How do you how do you botch that? I mean, I don't sleep well at night sometimes, and I know I'm I'm a little bit foggy when I wake up in the morning. And so maybe we can attribute it to jet lag if we want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But this isn't her first screw up. That I mean, we went zero for two in America with our with our leaders in Biden and Kamala. I yep. mean, two big 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 embarrassments. Number one, one was domestic. One was on the world stage. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. What you, Get it together. Get the shit together. I would, like, love to, I would love to see the reaction in Kim Jong-un's inner circle when they heard that clip. I mean, you got to think, hopefully he just laughs and, and th- hopefully doesn't take her seriously or, or anything. Why go there, though? And, and you're just Why? standing in the flames. For a photo op that they... And they released two test missiles after she was there. But the critics will say, and they are, and people that say this have a point, why doesn't she go down to the southern border? Why won't she go to our own southern border? Where did she go when she went to the southern border? It was actually like 100 miles away from the southern border. Yeah, it wasn't, went, it wasn't, it wasn't on the border itself. Yeah. It was like some bridge or something like that. Somewhere in Texas. Where they had Mexican children wrapped up like burritos. Yeah. At least they were Crazy, still alive, man. I guess. Crazy. All right, let's move on to our next topic, and that would be uh, Ukraine. <laughs> is this a topic every day? It, it is, unfortunately. Uh, it's not like we want to talk about Ukraine every episode. Let's make that clear. We don't. We wish we wouldn't be talking about this. But as I sent you the other day, the United States Senate, and I believe this came from the House, because as people know, bills originate in the House, and they, then they go to the Senate. I just don't understand completely, and I've said this a thousand times, how this keeps happening. But they just approved $12 billion more in weapons and aid to Ukraine. I, I just, where are we getting this money? You just print it. That's all. I mean, we're talking, we're in upwards of what now, Joe? 70, 80 billion dollars total? I don't even know because we're just, we're also at the same time just giving them shit for free. So I I don't know what the retail value is of everything. I I, I don't know how any of it works. And I think this 12 billion was snuck in somehow. Was it to extend the debt? I don't even know what it was for, but it was snuck into another bill. That's how they do it. It's 500 pages and no one reads it. And, just whatever. I, I just don't understand. Like I said, you just get numb to it. You get numb to another another billion here, another billionaire. We are we're paying for their government. We are. We are. And the, we we just wish this would come to an end. But you know, you hear reports in the media that Ukraine is gaining back territory that the Russian military took. And the Ukraine is, is now on the offensive, that they're pushing Russian, the Russians back. And now the tide is turning for Ukraine. That's what you hear. <clears throat> and that very well may be true. I'm not saying it's not. But on the other hand, you hear that Russia has formally um, annexed uh, the Donbass region, Donetsk, and Zaporozhia. I just walk around the house sometimes and I just say Zaporozhia. I just love that word. <laughs> but... But you hear that they annexed these these lands in eastern Ukraine for Russia. So Russia just basically said they're ours now. So does that mean the? I just told you this morning. Does that mean the war is over? Are we done? Did they just pull back and then they protect the, that that region of Ukraine that they wanted to take? Because they can't admit defeat. Putin, there's no way Putin would ever do that. They're not losing this war. There's just, there's just no way. So did they just pull back? and occupy the eastern region of Ukraine? I don't know. 
But I, I don't think the eastern region of Ukraine wanted to be a part of Ukraine to begin with. And I think just at at best, maybe Putin is it's it's beneficial for Putin, I guess you could say, to do this, to help them have their independence, even if they are a part of Russia. But from what I understand and for the research I've done, because the media lies to you 24 seven, I don't think these 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 eastern parts wanted to be a part of Ukraine anymore. And this has been going on since 2014. It's it's nothing. It's nothing new. It's nothing that that's that new. So yeah, I just don't know why Putin needs to grab more land. I mean, Russia is the biggest country in the world. So well, why we'll, why do you we'll, why do you need to continue to grab land? Just we'll see if he's doing it just to make an example. And then th- does he make them independent client states? Does he give them full independence? Does he completely <clears throat> bring them back into to Russia? I just think there's more. There's there's so much more here that we can't know. And the media, we can't trust our media right now. So I just, I think it's a lot more than Putin bad, Zelensky good, or Ukraine good, Russia bad. I, I think it's very complex. And I, I think Russia is just doing what needs for Russia. I mean, they're, they're right on their, their border there. And, and NATO was moving right on their border. So. Right. Right. We're seeing protests across Russia. You know, I think we mentioned that last episode now, but. Um, yeah, there's no way that they're ever going to say, you know, that here's another they're, thing they're too. Gonna be well, defeated. Why, I want to make a point on that. Why would we be able to see these protests in Russia if Putin's so powerful? We also, if you remember, saw in 2020 riots in here in America that Trump needed to be removed from office and killed and everything. And, and like I said, you just you never know. You just never know what you're being fed. You, you, you really don't. And that's the sad thing about about living in today's world. I mean, you don't know what's true and what isn't. I mean, uh, it's amazing, you know that that we can't we can't decipher the, the the truth from from not the truth. Think logically, keep an open mind, and don't do not trust our media, even Fox News. Jeez, I know, I know. All right, uh, let's move on to Hurricane Ian uh, wreaking havoc on the great state of Florida uh, this week. One of the strongest storms to ever hit Florida. Uh, I think Fort Myers bore the brunt of the damage. Just saw just absolute catastrophe. One of their piers was ripped, just destroyed. Homes along the Gulf shredded. Uh, Joe, you have some things here for on, okay. on Ian. Okay, so let's go to um, CNN for their coverage of exactly what was happening with this hurricane. Uh, Ian is coming. Ian's here. John, we just felt a market increase in wind speeds within the last 10 minutes or so. We were riding about 40, 50 miles an hour. It was hard to fathom that speed tripling in the next few hours, but we're now getting maybe 70 mile an hour gusts here. We're right at the point where US 43 heads across the Peace River here. I'm just in front of the memorial for Hurricane Charlie, which in 2004 devastated this town and sent a wake-up call to this community about the threats of living on the coast in a rapidly warming planet. Uh, As a result of that storm, they were the first community in Florida to put in a climate adaptation plan, a sea level, coastal resiliency plan. You see where they're going, where CNN's going with this slowly, the climate stuff, here we go. That they're, you know, been working on for years now, and this will be the test. It's hard to build power lines or, or building codes for 17-foot storm surge, though. That's the, the crazy variable here right now. No one has ever seen that, so we don't know what that looks like. But this is exactly what climate scientists have been warning about for a long time, and now we get to see it all close. John? This is exactly what climate scientists have been warning about for a long time, and we now get to see it up close. This is like the, the movie we, we mentioned last episode, The Day After Tomorrow. Yep. The, 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 that's what they're like setting this up to be. It's a freaking hurricane. I told you the other day, Joe. What did I say? How long will it be before they blame climate change on on this hur- on the hurricane strength? And sure enough, it, it was it was a day later. Yeah. And we saw it from Don Lemon on CNN as well. I must have deleted that video. I had that too, but he got embarrassed. <laughs> If you, if you could find it, you could play it. If not, I, I have other ones too, but it's just... It's a hurricane. It's the first hurricane we've actually had make landfall in the United States this year. Which isn't too bad. So, 
Things happen. All right. It's just unbelievable. And we so. did warn about this. Moving on next to uh, Biden, this hurricane. Um, I think mentioned maybe in episode two, three, four, I can't remember where it was, about a hurricane hitting, affecting our oil reserves and our price of gasoline then. And look what you're seeing. Biden out here now getting in front, being able to use that as an excuse because he's saying to gas station owners, do not use the storm as an excuse to raise the gasoline. So let's play the video. I also want to say again to the oil and gas executives, do not, do not, do not use this storm as an excuse to raise gasoline prices or gouge the American public. The price of oil has dropped in recent weeks. The price of gas should be going down as rapidly. It's not. My experts inform me the production of only about 160,000 barrels a day has been impacted by this storm. That's less than 2% of our country's daily production. It's small and temporary impact on oil production provides no excuse. No excuse for price increases at the pump, period. If a gas station companies try to use this storm to raise prices, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask officials to look into whether or not price gouging is going on. America is watching and the industry should do the right thing. I expect them to do the right thing. Okay, translation. Get ready for gas prices to go vertical. It's a good point, Joe. That's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Because I think that's all that means. So, no, it is. And what have we, we've been saying in this podcast, I, I said, I said in, it would happen in, in late August. You would see them start to rise again. It looks like now it's going to be in early October. They're going to start to rise again. And then what happens once we can't tap into our uh, petroleum reserves anymore? <laughs> what if they just drain the whole petroleum reserves? Like, you think they would tell you? That's it. No, no, there's none left. You think they would tell you? There, believe me, there, there's a reason they're following. They've fallen for 100 days in a row. So. Yeah. I, I like, though, how he does blame everyone from the executives to the gas station owners. Do you remember when he could blame the owners? Like, there's a reason why no one sells just gas. They sell snacks and convenience stores and, and, and everything else and slushies. Because you can't make money just off gasoline. But he doesn't know that. It's unreal. Um, okay, I think that's all we have on that, correct? Yes. Oh, jump the gun there. But I'm, right. I'm, just, I'm just too excited for John Fetterman talk. All right. Uh, Uncle Fester, John Fetterman, we do have an update uh, from the neck herd around the world. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. So you have not seen this video? Uh, you, didn't, you didn't watch this, Mark? I have not. Okay, good. So this is from um, on Twitter, Elad Ilahu. I can't pronounce his name. But I believe he is a reporter. He was out asking um, supporters about an incident in 2013. We played this video where John Fetterman chased and confronted an innocent black jogger with a shot with a shotgun. So he's asking uh, supporters at an event here about this. Let's just play the video. It's about two minutes long. I'm going to stop it at numerous times because it's just it's too funny. This incident in 2013, when um, Fetterman was mayor of Braddock, he said he heard gunshots. He grabbed his shotgun and chased after a black jogger who was completely innocent. Have you heard of this incident and what do you make of it? I've heard of that incident. And uh, again, these are each individual circumstances. If they were addressed at the time, they were addressed at the time. And then took his shotgun and chased a black jogger, confronted him with a shotgun. Did you hear that? And, and what do you make of that? What do I make of it? Yeah. He did what he had to do. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better. Black jogger, to be clear. Oh, it was an innocent black jogger? I don't know if I ever caught that part then. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I'll play it what? one more time. I'll play it one more time. Oh, she goes, he did what he had to do. She goes, oh, it was an innocent black jogger. Oh. Took his shotgun and chased a black jogger, confronted him with a shotgun. Did you hear that? And, and what do you make of that? What do I make of it? <laughs> He did what he had to do. This was an innocent black jogger, to be clear. Oh, it was an innocent black jogger? I don't know if I ever caught that part. Then. Mm. Oh, it was an innocent black guy. Don't shoot him. Then. <laughs> Hold on. We're going we're gonna to continue to go. She'll, she'll come back at the end of the video, I promise. Have you heard of this incident? And did it give you any pause in your support for him? You know what? I haven't heard of that incident. But again, um, 
you know, uh, every situation has its uh, circumstances. So every situation has its except for Kyle Rittenhouse and, and any other example that doesn't fit their bill. But we'll continue on. That against them. We're on the heels of a racial reckoning in our country. Any concerns of a guy chasing an innocent black man with a shotgun on the street? Uh, no. Absolutely not at all. Did you hear about this incident? Okay, now this this next this next person that he's questioning person because I don't want to offend the the he or him, but he or she is wearing sunglasses with a mask and has a rainbow sticker on, which good for her, whatever. And Fetterman something Fetterman rainbow sticker, I don't know, but she's wearing a mask and sunglasses. Let's let's listen to her. You make of it. Uh, I haven't heard about it. I have seen the commercial ads for it, but I think that the Republicans will definitely capitalize on any little thing that they can and blow it out of proportion like they normally do and provide false information. He himself in an interview said that he did do this and probably should have faced some sort of prosecution. Do you have any res- reservations voting for a person who went through this? Absolutely not. Sure. Look that he literally he did say, if I did anything wrong, hey, I don't want to be any special treatment. I mean, he he pulled, he chased the guy down the street and pulled a shotgun on him. And he said he pointed it at him. (laughs) Okay, let's go back from the lady in the beginning. (laughs) He did what he had to do. Went through this. Absolutely not to look that up. Because I I never heard that. Absolutely. You know, he went after an innocent jogger. Absolutely. Please do. Would something like that make you reconsider supporting Fetterman? I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I don't believe it, personally. And there's always circumstances. I don't believe that 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 man would do something like that. Well, I'm glad that the outcome wasn't fatal. And, and- no shit. <laughs> no shit. I'm glad it wasn't fatal either. Outcome wasn't fatal. And as a person that is witnessing something, I think you should react. So I'm glad he checked on it and I'm glad he didn't take it into his hands to try to do a citizen's arrest or shoot To try to do a citizen's arrest or shoot him. Wouldn't you be embarrassed to be one of these people, let alone support John Fetterman? I don't believe it, she said. I don't believe it that, that I'm that these aren't actors. I don't believe it that these aren't actors. I'm sorry. There's no way these people can be real humans, Mark. He did what he had to do. He pulled a shotgun on a guy that was just jogging. Oh, my. This is unreal. And then the lady at the end, I don't want to, like, she, she's obviously African-American. I, I don't want to offend anyone and say the wrong thing. I mean, I mean it's not like pulling a black, uh, pulling a gun on a black guy, but I, I don't want to offend her and, you know, say the wrong thing. But she's, she's over here saying at least, at least he didn't get shot. Well, what what happened to Black Lives Matter? The guy was jogging down the street and had a gun pointed in his face, and then the police stopped him, and it seemed like they were getting the mayor's side. It doesn't get any more unfair than that. Where that is injustice. And this could be the next senator from Pennsylvania. It's good. He's gonna be. He's gonna win. He's gonna win. They'll cheat if they have to. He'll win, guaranteed. And it'll be. <clears throat> It'll be great for this podcast, though. Terrible for Pennsylvania. Terrible. <laughs> terrible for us and terrible. Everyone, everyone that lives here. But for our podcast, this could be very good. This could be a good thing. So, <clears throat> um, Well, according to the light, latest Trafalgar poll, we have, as of two days ago, in general, for whom do you plan to vote in the upcoming 2022 congressional election? Republican candidate? 51.3%, Democrat candidate, 45.6%, with 3% undecided. Please let that be accurate. Uh, and things will, will, will work out, I think, the way we want them to. In just, what? We're, jeez, five weeks away. Uh, the polls are tightening. Oz, Mastriano, I mean, they're definitely within the margin of error uh, in, in Pennsylvania. Um, they're down like two points each. So things are going to tighten even more. We need to keep calling out the Fetterman. Just, I, I don't even know how you describe all that, 
but we need to keep the pressure on. I mean, hopefully Oz keeps the pressure on as well. We got to focus on Shapiro too, because this Fetterman nonsense is, he's like a shit shield for Shapiro because you just focus on him because he's just an ogre. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, shit shield. I like that. I like that comparison. All right, let's move on to quick hits. All right, these are gonna be these are gonna be really quick. So, first quick hit: Where is the rule of law? Um, a man who murdered a teenager for being a Republican and another who shot an 84 year old woman canvassing against abortion in Michigan are currently not sitting in jail, but a man in I believe it was Pennsylvania who pushed a Planned Parenthood escort who threatened his son had 30 FBI agents arrest him in front of his kids. This is the America we live in, guys. Mark? Yeah, that, that was going to be from this week's Catholic Corner, uh, but you added it to the quick hits. Unbelievable. This was all over the news, all over Fox News, especially. Uh, they were covering this heavily. Um, un- unbelievable. Go ahead. Um, next, Supreme Court Justice Katanjay Brown-Jackson was ceremonial, ceremonially sworn in in the Supreme Court. Big deal. She's, she'll, she'll be great, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on to because we lived with this last time, our wonderful media in Italy. So let's our see how their coverage of I warned you about their coverage. Let's listen to about a minute and 30 seconds of it. Voters in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. Hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. A far-right political party whose roots go back to post-World War II neo-fascists. Far-right political party whose roots go back to post-World War II neo-fascists. Roots in Italy's post-war fascist movement. Roots in Italy 20th century neo-fascist movement. Melania herself uh, was a, a hardcore neo-fascist militant. Suddenly because of Italy's disastrous history, the last time a hard-right party rose to power. The most far-right government in that country since Mussolini. Most right-wing government since Mussolini. Since Mussolini. A red flag if there ever was one, says Edith Brooke, a renowned poet and Holocaust survivor. Italy about to see the country's most right-wing government since World War II. Most far-right, far-right, far-right government since World War II. Since the end of World War II. Melanie's win will probably send alarm bells throughout Europe. You know, it's alarming to a lot of people around Europe. Italy is revered for its history. Not all of that history is beautiful. And many fear that one particularly ugly chapter could soon repeat itself. What is, do you see what I mean about our media? It's, it's like they all get together on one giant conference call and say, okay, here's the adjectives we use to describe it. Here's the exact words. You're going to put a hyphen, wing, right wing, drop Mussolini at the end. We'll do Mussolini at the four o'clock hour. It's, it's ridiculous. The coordination truly is amazing. They're programming us. <laughs> they are. There's no other really explanation you, here. Are you still wearing the mask like they told you to every day on television? You, you still getting the shots and the boosters like they told you you had to or you die every day on television? You still standing with Ukraine like they told you you have to do every day on television? Sickening. Well, I talked to uh, one of my distant relatives over there. He lives in Rome. And he is in, he is in his early 30s. And we were talking about Maloney, and he was... He support, you know, he was in support of Maloney, you know, and, you know, they want they want you to believe that, you know, the younger generation of Italy is against all of that. Well, I mean, I know he's just one person, but he lives in Rome and he was he was supporting supportive of Maloney. I think he voted for her. So, yeah, they want you to they, they're trying to program you. I hope everyone is paying attention there. That was one of the great scare tactics I've seen in quite some time. Um, how they how they just slandered her every every way possible. <laughs> All right, play clips of her screaming in a different language loud, and then uh, it's just it's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Okay. Reception. All right. Next, yeah, this ahead. is from the what this from Washington Post. I just have to read the headline because uh, it, it's like they're fucking with us here. Seven ways the recession could be good for you financially. Hey, a recession isn't all bad news. Here are seven silver linings, and I refuse to pay for any any kind of subscription to the Washington Post. But I used all my free articles. Um, it th- this is insanity. 
I thought we weren't even in a recession. They, they, they have similar articles before going, we're definitely not in a recession. Anyone who thinks we're in a recession is a dummy. <sighs> wow. Recessions are good for you. <laughs> Financially. Yeah, we had another negative. We had another quarter of negative growth. So, yes, of course. Yeah. They revised it, too, to say it was worse than actually they thought. Right, right. And I don't know why I have this last one in here. I, I think I wanted to link it with the media programming, but this is just, it's a COVID throwback. Um, it's Bill de Blasio just eating and explaining how you get stuff for free if you take the vaccine. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? You delicious fries? My man. But there's also a a burger element to this. Let me let me check with Bill Neidhart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This could be breakfast. Okay. I want you to look at this and think about again. Some people love hamburgers, some don't really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mm. From their vaccine side of fries mm. campaign. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, Mark, but there's nothing more annoying to me than he- hearing someone eat into a microphone. Just to confirm, that is a real video. That's a real video. Yeah, I, I do not. This is a real video. They played it like they had. Remember, come on TV all the time. Yeah. Well, they would have Bill de Blasio doing these briefings in the morning. And I think this is like in March when the vaccine, they were the real, the big rollout, whatever. And they mm-hmm. thought it was a good idea to not only roll out this questionable new technology to everyone, but to have the most hated mayor in history do it while eating into a microphone in front of everyone. It just, ah, just, ah. Wow. Who was, who was, who was doing like all the planning for, for like, who is saying, hey, this is a good idea. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. Let's wrap up with uh, the Disclose segment here. Um, we have some headlines from across the world. Uh, something we mentioned earlier. CIA warned German government of potential attack on Baltic Sea pipelines. Spiegel reports. This is like the mafia whenever they go in and they say, hey, why don't you buy insurance? Or else, you know, in case your you're, you're building, it's, it's windows broken. Yeah. And then you say no. And then your windows get broken. Yeah, so your business gets uh, bombed by Molotov cocktails. Yes. Uh, Denmark assesses that Nord Stream gas leaks were caused by a deliberate act and could not have been a result of accidents. PM Mette Fredriksson. Russia says that at the uh, United Nations Security Council that Donbass, Kherson, and Zaporozhye are now returning to their homeland. Ukraine won't negotiate with Russia after referendums. Zelensky tells the UN Security Council. Hmm. Okay. Um, Bank of England announces major intervention in the gilt market. It will temporarily purchase massive amounts of long-dated UK government bonds starting today to restore orderly market conditions. That's not going to be good for inflation. Uh, put it this way. I watched that. If, if something happens like that, look, this, this isn't Coinbase. This is like the U.S. stock exchange. It can happen here next. The pound went from whatever it was. It, it went down like 10% or yep. something. That's unheard of. <laughs> it's unheard of. Um, Russia to request U.N. Security Council meeting over Nord Stream pipeline damage. Wait, wait. wait let's see how the media reports on it, because I, I told you whenever with Ukraine and the power plant, we got nothing out of that. I, I, there, mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff going on, and the media didn't cover a speck of that. And there was a lot of accusations being thrown around about who was who was shooting missiles or mortars at what. Right. All right. Sweden's Coast Guard discovered four gas leaks at Nord Stream pipelines, according to local media. Four. Germans consumed 14.5% more natural gas last week than in the same week in previous years. Federal Network Agency now warns urgently Save more Germans to avoid a gas shortage in the winter. Again, I don't think people realize people people can and probably will die because of this. Right. Right. Uh, Putin to sign treaties on the accession of new territories to Russia. And to hold a voluminous speech tomorrow, the Kremlin said today. That was uh, yesterday. 
And real quick, real quick, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not condoning what Russia's doing, but the United States has done the same thing in numerous countries with coming and just held, you know, elections. So, I mean. Yep. Uh, Kremlin suspects foreign state involvement in Nord Stream leaks. NATO says deliberate, reckless sabotage. We talked about that. Inflation in Germany jumps to 10% in September, the highest annual increase in the history of the index since World War II. Hmm. There it is, World War II. Get, let me know when it gets to World War One, because then, then you're going to have some people with a wheelbarrow going to get coffee, a wheelbarrow <laughs> full of cash. Yep, and this might lead to that. Uh, German government announces a price cap for household and business natural gas prices at a total cost of up to 200 billion euros. German finance minister run an energy war with Russia. So correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, what they're going to be doing is subsidizing the natural gas bills for the entire population of Germany. Yeah, but how does... Paying a certain price, and then the government's going to pay the rest at a cost of $200 billion. Is that, am I reading that correct? Well, what I would think is, is it really going to be that expensive? Because is there going to be a shortage? Is there going to be enough? Is, is what's, what's going on here? Do they have enough? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm being, I'm being serious. You don't know. I know. I don't know where they're going to get it. I don't know where, the, where they're going to get it. Yeah. You we have call? the money to pay you for the gas, but we don't have the gas. Sorry. <laughs> a good point well, maybe they won't have to because they're gonna be burning wood pellets in in uh, logs to heat their homes and businesses this winter uh the U- u.s economy shrinks 0.6 percent in the second quarter the second straight quarterly contraction uh what else ukraine's zelensky is calling an urgent meeting of the national security and defense council for tomorrow zelensky vows very harsh response to russian annexation Okay. United States sanctions Iran's oil and petrochemical sectors less than 24 hours after Iranian President Raisi called for the removal of sanctions. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, U.S. Senate uh, passes bill. We mentioned this to send two, 12.3, excuse me, 12.3 billion in new military and economic aid to the Ukraine. Um. Putin signs decrees recognizing the occupied Ukrainian regions of Kherson and Zaporizhia as independent territories. Donetsk and Luhansk regions are already recognized as independent territories by Russia. This decree is understood to be the last intermediate step for tomorrow's annexation of the occupied regions of Russia. Uh, Putin calls on Kiev to immediately seize military action and vows to protect the annexed lands with all the means at Russia's disposal. Uh, more Putin. Anglo-Saxons, quote-unquote, blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. Okay. <laughs> I mean, hey. Lot of accusations, a lot of accusations being thrown around. Let, let's see something here because, like I said, it just didn't happen all by itself. It wasn't the fairy freaking godmother. People chant Russia, Russia, Russia after Putin signed documents to annex occupied lands, the biggest land grab in, in Europe since World War II. Surprised we haven't seen any any mention of Donald Trump supporting this annexation. Yeah, we're waiting. He can't. I mean, he even if he did, he can't. He can't even. He can't even mention it because they'll twist his words to make him to make him sound like it's treasonous. Right. Um. So Russia annexes these lands in eastern Ukraine, and this is the next headline: Ukraine submits application to join NATO. Zelensky added that Kiev will hold no negotiations with Russia while Putin is president. Stoltenberg is expected to brief the press later today. Finally, the United States announces, quote unquote, severe new sanctions on more than 1000 Russian officials and their family members. My thing is, what if Russia already has what it wants and doesn't need to and they start to fighting a defensive war? Is there really any reason for them to go back into Ukraine? They just hold on to what they have. I, I, I don't see. I don't see how this ends for Ukraine ever. Right. Right. And I don't see how this ends for the United States giving them billions of dollars in aid every other month. Maybe it's supposed to be like this. I I don't know. Yeah. Well, all we could do is hope and pray. So uh, that's what we got, Joe. Anything else? Um, No, it is a crazy world out there. Um, Like I said, but you have to stay informed. You have to stay not woke, 
but awake, I would say. Um, and your vote matters. So we have an election come up in five weeks. The most important thing you could do right now is is going forward is educate yourself on, on who you think is the best choice, whether it be for, for Pennsylvania governor, Pennsylvania Senate, any, any local elections, and, and vote for them. Do your due diligence as a citizen. Um, and vote on, vote on election day. Don't do the melon stuff. Don't vote three days before. Just don't because it gives it's, it's easier for them to cheat. We, we all know what happened in 2020. Uh, let's not let it happen again. We just need legitimate, honest elections. And it all starts with showing up to the polls on election day. So Stay that's focused. all I got, Mark. You can take us away whenever you're ready. Have a great weekend. That's the show. We'll see you guys all next week. Bye. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.